Brendan O'Connor on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Timber Living Log Cabins. For your perfect workspace, living space or hideaway, timberliving.ie. I think you'll find this uh, really interesting. A judge at an employment tribunal in the UK a couple of weeks ago ruled that the use of the phrase, I don't give a... in a tense meeting was not necessarily significant. The words allegedly used in our view, the judge said, are commonplace and do not carry the shock value they might have done another time. So Louise Campbell is Global Head of Learning and Development at recruitment firm Robert Walters. Good morning, Louise. Good morning, Brandon. So Louise, is slang or bad language becoming acceptable in the workplace? Is it becoming acceptable? It's certainly becoming more prevalent and I think there's a number of reasons for that. There is now a much more diverse workforce than there used to be years ago and whether that be age related or socioeconomic or cultural, I think that, you know, as a result, an increase in diversity means an increase in, in diversity in dialect as well. Um, also, I think of, of recent years, there's been a, a huge focus on the importance of bringing your own authentic self into the workplace. You know, there's been sung okay. from the, the hymn sheets of CEOs and HR directors around the world. And I think one of the clear positives of that is not filtering your speech um, so that you look and you sound like you. OK, what if your authentic self is not a very nice person? <laughs> Someone asked me that the other day. You, you you need to hide that part. And yeah, I think okay. there's, there's certain parts of your, your personality that if, if your authentic self is is uh, less than likeable, I think you, you need to leave those, those parts behind, okay. not bring them into the workplace at all. Did the pandemic and the work from home and the Zooms and all that, mm. did that change like the formality of the workplace as well a bit? Yeah? It, it absolutely did. I think, you know, the, the post-pandemic, the high hybrid workplace, the prevalence of social media everywhere, the 24-7 technology, uh, business attire becoming more casual, protocols. I mean, we're, we've all been on Zoom calls and the, the cats have been in the background, etc., etc. I think has led to us seeing the inner workings of people's lives in a way that we've never seen before. And the professional veneer has somewhat cracked. Yeah, yeah. So we're all just human beings. Yeah, now in, absolutely. In a, and become a bit more human. Except that I suppose they still do talk about that you need to kind of you do need to, to mind your brand in the workplace a bit, don't you? And present yourself in certain ways, do you? I think so. Look, I think, you know, if you're going back to the, the concept of, of swearing, we are all responsible for, for creating and maintaining our own personal brand. Um, and if you decide to swear freely in the workplace, you know, whether it's right or whether it's wrong, I think your professional persona is going to be viewed differently. OK, yeah. Yeah, I could see you know, that. and there's positives to that because, you know, if you're going into the office and if you're effing and blinding, people might feel really comfortable and say, oh, this is great. I feel really relaxed and at home here. It could drive engagement levels up. Saying that on the other side of things, there could be people with the total opposite effect who find that really intimidating. Um, you know, and I think in all situations, it's just really important to read the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I suppose different industries as well, like like I kind of grew up in journalism where, you know, people were fairly liberal about about cursing and mm. that, but uh, it probably depends. On I think it depends. I mean, I, I don't think you should make the assumption that all tech firms, you know, they, they sit around on beanbags and shoot hoops yeah, and, yeah. and swear. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, in a law firm, they don't because I, I, I think that it's it, it is across the board. I think there is a level of of professionalism um, that is expected in the workplace no matter what industry you work in. Yeah. You know, and again, Brendan, you you would read the room. I'm sure there's some colleagues, certainly for me as well, who I would sit down and, you know, if I knew them really well, 
they're they're like family to me. I'd swear like a sailor in front of. Yeah. But if there's more junior people in the room or or clients or or people who don't know me very well, I'd be very careful with my language. Yes, you wouldn't want to go into a client meeting swearing like a sailor no. at them, would you? Absolutely. When not. you say about junior people, that's interesting. So mm. does it depend as well on who's doing the swearing? Like I presume a senior person swearing at a more junior person, maybe a man swearing at, at, at a woman. It kind of d- d- changes the dynamic. Uh, it, the it? dynamics do change all the time. I think you know. Look, if you're a senior person and if you come in, your your the the way that you act is going to have a trickle down effect. So if the CEO comes in and is effing and blinding people will sit there and go okay this this is how it is so that here. sets the tone it does set the tone absolutely and you know whatever tone you might want to set it might not have the desired effect whereas if you're a junior person and if you come in and you know, if you're effing and blinding it could go either way, but there's a likelihood. <laughs> really there's a likelihood that somebody in a more senior position is going to sit there and go, "That girl or that guy is a total liability," and I'm not okay. letting them out yeah. in front of our clients, of course, yeah, uh, or yeah. In, into the public domain. As an and ambassador. then I suppose there, I mean, there are ways of coursing as well, like that. You know, some you know sometimes you can throw in a bit of a course. In it can be aimed at yourself or whatever. And the then self there's a huge sliding scale here, isn't like, there? There's yeah. a there's a huge sliding scale, and there goes from what you know maybe you and I might consider quite inoffensive to something that is is a total no no in the in the workplace. Um, again, it's about reading the room. And one thing that I have found actually recently is that so much of our workplace is becoming an international environment now. So something that okay. I could say to you that would be very Irish and very normal for us to say and you would get a bit of a giggle out of. If 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 somebody turns out and says, How, what does that mean? Translate that for me. In the cold light of day, yes. you know, somebody outside of Ireland might go, that's actually not very funny and actually quite offensive. So again, I think you've just got to... to to read the room and see who you're talking to. Is there a generational issue here as well? Because like on one hand, older people can can be more traditional and more proper Mm. in the workplace, but they can also be kind of cruder. And then young people can be more casual, but they, I'm told they can be more easily offended as well. I'm not saying that, okay? I'm not calling them all (laughs) snowflakes, but... I, I, I think, look, the research says actually that the millennials and, and, and a younger generation are more comfortable swearing in the workplace than older generations. Okay. And I think there might be that uh, image that older people might be a little bit prudish and a little bit more conservative when it comes to talking in the workplace. I think it really depends on where you are. Yeah, yeah. In general, in relation to language, are, mm. are employers and companies having to adjust, say, in terms of gender words, pronouns, all, all that kind of stuff. Is that impacting in workplaces now? In in, in terms of... In terms of, the, the, you know, the kind of the, the way we are being more and more careful about language and... Yeah, very, very much so. Very, much so. Not just so. bad and language, I think, but, you know, the, no, the no, word no, to use. No, 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 absolutely. And, you know, you look at any of your big, bigger companies, they will have people in place like a head of diversity and inclusion. And those people can typically report into the CEO. Um, you know, there, there's a big push and rightly so to make pl- places, workplaces as diverse and, and inclusive as possible so that, you know, whoever you are, who, however you identify that you're coming into work and you feel as if it's a safe space, yeah. you know, and, and whether that be in, in terms of your, your pronouns or profanities in the workplace, there is a real push across all workplaces to make sure that when people do come into work, that, you know, they feel valued, they feel heard and that they feel safe and mm. not intimidated. Mm. Like when you think about it on that score, like yeah. not that long ago, 
if you did a CV, right? Mm. Remember, you, had, you, you would attach passport photos to it. You like, would. You'd say where you went to school. You'd say where you went to You might even college, put your own photo you, on it. You, exactly. What your marital status is, yeah, all that kind that's of stuff. That's that all, all changed. Yeah. That is all gone. And we would work with a number of clients, actually, who would say to us that in a, in a bid to improve diversity in their own workplaces, can you take names off CVs? Really? Certainly no photos, no addresses. Uh, there might be an email address that they would keep on. We, we would have a number of clients who would say, take off the you know the the schools take off the education we just want to know what level of education have they reached but anything that might um, you know I suppose insinuate that this person is from maybe a very well-to-do family as opposed mm. to you know uh, the, the, the opposite we don't want to know that anymore because we're trying to make our hiring processes as open and diverse as possible. In your experience, mm. in general, then, are older staff tiptoeing around a little bit more and thinking, I don't know what the rules are anymore? And, and are younger people driving the new rules of behaviour and engagement in the workplace? I think there are a number of people um, of, a, of an older generation who do sit there and say, say to us, certainly, please help us with our interviews. We don't know what questions okay. we should be asking anymore. And I do think... You know, look, I would say, Brendan, everyone, you know, is on a journey when it comes to diversity and inclusion in the workplace. There's very few companies who've got it right, who are doing things perfectly. Everyone is going to learn by their mistakes. People are scared to make mistakes in the office. So mm. certainly I think the, the younger generation um, is more aware um, than an older generation in the workplace of, of what's acceptable, where we should be going um, and they should be listened to. Yeah, yeah. Then then you do hear um, o older people say, mm. like, say, in a company, I think this is probably possibly more in America, but people mm. have said it to me that companies being driven now to come out and make political statements to, you know, to, mm. to become, to I suppose, as part of the purposeful organisation yeah. that the young people are saying, I want to work in a company that makes a stand on X, Y, Z. And yeah. the older people are nervous about that because corporations traditionally, it was not a good thing to be political. And I think, you know, we've had that in recent years with the, the Black Lives Matter and the Me Too movement. And many CEOs are being um, kind of pushed into the spotlight in one sense. Many of them will, will willingly go there. Uh, but certainly the younger generation, when I talk to them, they no longer want a job just for salary or just for the hours or just for the security. It's so different now. They want to work for businesses that have got purpose um, and, and they want to feel as if they themselves are aligned to that purpose. It's really important to, to the, the generations coming up. And are the older people thinking, oh, for God's sake, we just want to get paid as much as possible <laughs> and get out of, of here. Like, a lot of them, yes, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So to finish up, you have a couple <laughs> of tips for uh, for employees. Going back to the language thing, mm. one of the things you're saying, and this now that I think of it, this is a no-brainer, never put language in. N never put anything on an email yeah. or in writing because what I might think is really funny when I'm making, you know, light conversation at the water cooler in the cold hard light of day when it's written on an email may appear incredibly offensive. Would you keep all emails quite formal work ones? Uh, I would. Yeah. Now that's just me personally but I, I, I would. I'm always worried about, you know, what if this got into the, the wrong hands? It could be construed to, totally you know in an entirely different light um, 
Number two, I think, is, is read your audience. The workplace yeah. reflects the outside world. Not everyone's going to like you. Not everyone's going to agree with you. And certainly the language that you use and consider totally inoffensive may, may offend somebody else. OK, and listen, just to finish mm. up, there is one thing I want to ask you about, which is this is a tip for employers. Find out what people's relaxed persona is like, you say. Explain that one to me. I Look, I think sometimes a formal interview, people can be on their best behaviour. And if something, you know, is really important to you as an employer, it's always great, I would say, take take your potential employee out to lunch, see what they're like in a more relaxed environment, see what they're like around their colleagues, yeah. get to know them a bit better. Don't yeah. make the, you know, the okay. mistakes. Okay. Listen, lots of texts coming in there and that is a fascinating area. And of mm. course, it's a thing we're all uh, living with all the time. Louise Campbell from recruitment from Robert Walters. Thank you very much. Thank we'll you. take a break. Text 51551. Brendan O'Connor on RTE Radio 1.